At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four. Right, four? Yes, we're on number four. On number four. Our home is where Hallmark is. Um, Liz Puglisi, and I'm joined with Amber Teasley. You're listening to us on Chairshot Radio, via the, uh, which can be found on chairshot.com. How are you doing tonight, Amber? I'm doing pretty good. It's very rainy here in the last couple of days. Temperatures dropped quite a bit, so we're, like, in the 70s, like, mm-hmm. early 70s, um, so it's been kind of nice. I'm ready for some, like, chili and some, like, soups. I'm jealous. We had a few days of um, nice weather. I mean, it's it was nice weather today, but it went, it went back up these last couple of days. Not, like, super hot, super humidity, but I was hoping for, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry, I was hoping for the cooler weather. Yeah, I'm a little tired today. We have a seven-month-old boxer, and she decided that at 4.30 this morning, she did not want to sleep in her crate anymore and wanted to wake the entire house up. Oh. And she likes to do that sometimes. Poor baby. What's the name? Uh, we have Jinx, who's a um, collar brindle boxer. We have um, Karma. She is a Seal boxer, which means she's black, which is a little bit of white. We have a golden retriever named Cooper, who is massive. And then mm-hmm. I have my very old husky, who's like going on 11 years old and is very old and grumpy, but we still love him. Oh, I just have, that's a nice brute. I just have my baby Bruno. Yes, my Boston Terrier. He's seven. He's my oh. baby. Yeah, we're all about the puppies around here. I love my doggy. I can't wait till I be surprised visit you and meet all your doggy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so should we get started? We have a lot to discuss today. We do. But can I just say that it is very odd to be doing our fourth episode? I know, right? I love it. I love it. And actually, we'll be recording twice this week. Because originally, originally, we were going to be doing a review, preview, no, Preview, review, and Chesapeake Shore season two. But then Hallmark threw us a curveball today and sent us sent not well didn't send it just us sent out into the into the world e, the first part of the schedule for the countdown to Christmas. Yes, so, so we'll, we're going to be recording Chesapeake Shores on a smaller episode this weekend. Yes, <clears throat> that's season two. 
we say small, it'll probably be just as long because the two of us don't know when to stop talking. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, and I have a few things to say about, about this season. Oh, um, most of it, most of it, um, positive, but you know, it'll be good because there's new characters too to talk about. Yes. Um, okay, so count on to Christmas. Um, first article that was uh, tweeted about without on parade.com, and it gives us. So there was a bit of a thing on Twitter this morning that some people were saying that Hallmark was changing the date that it was starting because they were showing edited ads, that it wasn't going to be October 22nd, which was weird because I had just seen that ad. But this article does reconfirm that Countdown to Christmas starts October 22nd at 8 p.m. And it'll be giving us new movies on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on Hallmark Channel at 8 and Sundays at 10, which means I'm not watching that till Monday. That's all um, late. Right? I think we're at like nine, I feel like. Well, that's because we're getting three on the Hallmark channel. Oh, total overlap. Oh, that's right. We haven't been getting three on Hallmark. We haven't been getting three. Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, 8 p.m. on Hallmark channel. So the Hallmark Murders and Mysteries, which is under a Miracles of Christmas lineup, they're calling it, will start at 10. Otherwise, it'll overlap. That is awesome. Yeah. Super excited. You want to want to start us off? Yes. Um. Let's see. The first movie is Friday, October twenty second. So you, me, and the Christmas tree. That's got Danica McKellar. McKell. How do you say her last mm-hmm. name? Danica McKellar. Yeah. Benjamin Ayers and Jason Hervey. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's about like a Christmas tree farm mm-hmm. in Connecticut. Um, hundred-year-old business threatened. So that one, it's kind of I feel like it's kind of a little bit of a play on one they had a couple years years ago. Had another Christmas tree farm, but and then October twenty-third, Saturday, October twenty-third is Boyfriends of Christmas Pass. Um, Catherine, Hina Kim, Raymond Albach, and Paul Sun Pine Lee. Paul Soon Young Lee. I'm so sorry. I'm no, bad okay. at pronouncing names. No. <laughs> no, Paul Soon Young Lee, I believe, is, is the proper pronunciation. And I'm I'm not gonna geek out over this one after you tell us what it's about. <laughs> it's about a executive. It's kind of like the Christmas past, present, future, but mm-hmm. it's um boyfriends. <laughs> so that should be very interesting. So, okay, so so two things about this one. I do love the, I usually love the takes on a Christmas Carol, you know, Scrooge and and all of that. But yes. all, all four of these guys dead, or is it just or what? You know, like that's like the ghosts of four ex boyfriends. Um, well, that's yeah. so. Or, right, it seems a little weird if they're all deceased. If it is, I'm probably gonna love it even even more because it's kind of like is she a Black Widow type of thing, but. Um, I am not, I looked up both Catherine and Raymond, and while many of the things that they've been in have looked familiar, I can't honestly say that I've watched them, but for Paul, I am a huge, he actually did one other Christmas movie, and I don't think I've seen it, um, I'd have to pull it up, bro, I forget what it's called, I just looked it up before, my memory is horrible, but I am so super, super, super excited to see him, if you have not seen Kim's Convenience, which is a Canadian show. He's Canadian, uh, Korean Canadian. Um, if you have not seen that show, it's fabulous. You must 
stop everything else you're binge- binging in, except for Hallmark and watch the show. It has five seasons. They just did the, the fifth season. There's a bit of a controversy that they kind of ended it like, and they didn't know it was going to end it. So it was a big controversy, but it's a really great show. It's about um, Korean um, power, parents who um, immigrated to Canada. He plays up. He plays the father, Appa, which is father basically in Korean. And it's it's an ensemble cast, but it was also, a, it was originally a stage play, kind of like the Medea movies, like Medea with um, Tyler Perry. Um, that type of concept was originally it was a stage production and it turned into um, a TV show. It's so good. It has such family values. If your parents, if your parents or grandparents were um, immigrants or, or if you grew up in like a, a neighborhood like that, so many can relate to this. It's just a beautiful, beautiful cast. And he follows me on Twitter, which I don't know why. So. I don't know why. That's always thrilled. exciting, though. I'm, I'm thrilled. But yeah, like one day he followed me. And if you're a Mandalorian fan, he pops up in the second season as um, Captain Teva. I Teva. Like have Teva. to watch that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Mandalorian, of course, you have, you know, Baby Yoda, of course. He's a real star. But, you know, so it's don't you just love when your fandoms on so many levels collide? Yes, I do very much. So. I, I love that. I wasn't expecting to see his name on the list. And actually, I didn't catch it until I just browsed it this morning when I went before I sent it to you because um, uh, Stella had actually sent it to me. So thank you, Stella. Cause well, I we always was... got to thank Stella. She's I know. A, she's a so, little Hallmark guru. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of pieces of this podcast would not, would not, um, <laughs> exist without Stella. So I, I just I just glanced through it quickly. I was too busy geeking out over another one that's gonna pop up soon. And then I realize it. But this is that's just very much but this one I'm interested in because I kind of hope they're not dead. <laughs> just, yeah, I don't think they are. Because yeah. you remember I don't know if you remember that Matthew McConaughey movie a couple like several years ago. It was called uh Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. None of them were dead. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. I know. It'll be funny because it'll be so on Walmart. And <laughs> it, it would kind of be like a Halloween Christmas, you know, like the Nightmare Before Christmas um, thing. So then, on more, so then we have another one of my favorites. Uh, Tamara Maori, Housley, Paul Campbell, and Joe Pantaleono, who is hysterical, um, join up for Sunday, October 24th, where we get the Santa Stakeout. This one's a little bit different. Well, you can correct me because I might not remember. Um, Tamara plays Tanya and Paul plays Ryan, and they are police detectives who are reluctantly partnered up to solve a string of heists taking place during high-profile holiday parties around town. Now, some of this we're paraphrasing, some of this we're reading directly from a read. Um, they have to go undercover as newlyweds, and we know what happens when they do that. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, out. this one's a little bit more out of the regular Hallmark Channel's wheelhouse. A little it's bit, right? slightly more like Hallmark movies and mysteries, which I'm kind of like, I kind of like that they're going a little bit out of it. Yeah. 
And, you know, we've seen others where they've pretended to be boyfriend, girlfriend, they pretended, you know, I think there have been one or two where they pretended to be married. But I like that it's also that they're undercover as cops. It gives it a nice little, little twist. And then Friday, October 29th, we have Christmas in Harmony with Ashley Murray, Luke James, Loretta Devine, Michelle mm-hmm. Williams, and Basil Wallace. I do believe this is, is this one of the ones that's part of the the two Williams sisters? Maybe not. No. No. It's, not. <clears throat> it's totally different. Totally. Michelle Williams is, um. oh, I'm getting them confused. Yeah, Michelle Williams is a, she's, I'm actually surprised she's in this. She's, um, can't be the same Michelle Williams. Can it? Hold on. But um, Murray plays Harmony, and she gets tricked into auditioning for a holiday chorus that, of course, her ex-boyfriend is um, directing. So then on Christmas Eve, they should be back in love, we all know, right? Her ex-boyfriend? No way. (laughs) She was in, this Michelle Williams is the one I was thinking of. She was on Mass Singer. She was the butterfly. Okay. okay. And then she was also on. Oh, she was on um, Dawson's Creek for years. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was also married to or in a relationship with Heath Ledger. When he oh, died. That's, that's, that's a different Michelle Williams. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a different. That's a different Michelle Williams. Well, I'm just all over the place today. You're all got. You guys are just gonna have to forgive me because I've had a day. No, that's okay. This is an predominantly African American cast. Oh, okay. So, but I couldn't remember what reality show she was or who she was on The Mess Singer. I should say. Um. And then the next one is Saturday, October 30th. It's called Cody Creek. I think this was the one that uh, Twitter was all in a tizzy and really excited about. With Mm -hmm. Janelle Parrish and Ryan. Pavey. Pavey. It's Mm -hmm. called Christmas Around the World. Helps two people find love at home. Yeah. They don't give us much on on that one. Mm -mm, Not much (laughs) at all. There's not much to go on. Just like um, the little thing. Then there's one on Halloween, which they should have done the one with the, the not possibly dead boyfriends on Halloween. Um, okay. Great Christmas sale with Katie Sackoff, Patrick Sabangui, and Terry O'Gwin. These are all names I am not familiar with, so I'm looking. For, there's a lot of new names, which is nice. It's really shaking things up. And it says, when Liz returns home to take care of her estranged father, she is determined to give her daughter a perfect Christmas and reconnects with her best friend. So we've seen similar, those similar, well, we've seen single parents. I actually just watched one yesterday, High Flying Romance with a single father. Um, So, you know, so they're really, they're not so cut and paste so far. No, they're they're stepping out, Mm -hmm. which I like. And then on Friday, November 5th, you have Open by Christmas, which we talked about that one, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that one has Allison Sweeney, Erica Durantz, and Brennan Elliott. Woo-hoo. And uh, this one, Sweeney, uh, finds an unopened card from a secret admirer. And her best friend, Simone, search together to find the author. Oh, which must be Brennan. Yes. Has to be. 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 So this next one on November Saturday, November 6th, Next Stop Christmas. I'm very excited about too because the cast is very interesting. You have Lindsay Finesca, Chandler Massey, Leah Th- Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is a huge name for Hallmark movies. Please tell me that you know who Christopher Lloyd is. I do know who Christopher Lloyd is. Oh my gosh, you're the second person today who has said to me that they they, well, they couldn't play Christopher Lloyd. Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd were in the Back to Future movies together. Yeah, it's the guy who played Doc. Correct? Yeah, he he was Jim on Taxis. He was in so many things. Yes, but he's he's a really big name for um a Hallmark movie. So Angie, who was played by Finesca, um, wonders what her life would be like if she had married her former boyfriend, who was a famous broadcaster, and she apparently winds up on a magical train, which lets her go 10 years in the past. And the conductor, I believe, is going to be Christopher Lloyd, because that just fits in. I'm wondering if Leah and Lindsay play the same character, because they kind of look alike when I looked up their pictures. Well, I mean, I knew what Leah looked like. But when I was looking at something else, you could see they kind of looked like. So I think instead of aging one, up yeah, or down. Like one older and one o- younger. Two, di- two different actresses. You know, so, it's really funny, too, because, like you said, the Back to the Future reference. Mm-hmm. They're going back to the future. They're going back in the future. <laughs> they're going back in the past. Back to the future. I didn't even think of that until you just said it. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh, let me find it. I'll always find something else. And then Sunday, November 7th, is A Christmas Treasure with uh, Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. And I think it said that Jordan, this is the first time Jordan Sparks has ever been in a Hallmark movie. And this is uh, about a, when they open a 100-year-old capsule, meets a charming chef, and determines whether she should move to New York after Christmas and further her writing career. Okay, Hallmark hates, Hallmark hates big cities, so I'm going to go with no, she doesn't. Yeah, I want to say she probably doesn't. <laughs> she probably doesn't. Um, then Christmas at Castle Hot, premier date to be determined, gives us Lacey Charbet, Charbet, I'm not saying her name wrong, and Stuart Townsend. Um, and this, this one is in Ireland as well. I love the one they did in, in Ireland. The last one, Brooke Lacey, is in Ireland to search for her Irish roots. Well, she- any... Earl, oh please, mistaken Any for time you got Lacey. Plan. Yeah, Lacey's gold, Lacey's money, money for homework. But yeah, she's playing an elite party planner. I think that she's mistaken for, and she's hired to host the castle's majestic Christmas party. She goes to Ireland and meets an Earl. That's just classic fairy tale, I think. Well, that's classic Lacey. Mm-hmm. You've got a castle. You've got some type of either rural. Royal. <laughs> Royal. Let me talk today. Royal. Royal. <laughs> yeah, he's an earl. Mm-hmm. And she's 
decorating for a Christmas party. Those are all very lacy things. So I'm really looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Now, the next one that you got there, people are already going crazy for. The Christmas contest. Date to be determined. Candace Cameron Bure, John Brotherton, and Barbara Neven. Of course, we know Barbara from Chesapeake Shores, and we all know who Candace Cameron Bure is. And it's a, uh, this one seems like a, it's exes, Lara and Ben compete mm-hmm. in a Christmas contest for money, for charity, and they battle to see what is more important, victory or love. Now, did you watch um, Full of House? Yes. So the two of them are reuniting because he was, of course, Matt on Full of House. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people are super, super excited to see them together. They had really cute chemistry on, on Full of House. So it would be cute to see them in different. Now, I sometimes struggle with this because when Calls the Heart, they like to put two of their cast members together. They recently did one where they played um, travel hosts and they were in Hawaii. And I really had a hard time picturing them as their non, not picturing them as their one calls the heart <laughs> characters. Um, the Christmas house to, oh wait, no. So you would, sorry, I jumped ahead of you. Go ahead. The Christmas no, contest. We already did the Christmas contest. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you finished because I, I got. Yeah, I was finished. Oh, okay. So, you know, we, we discussed the tropes last week, right? And we're seeing them all. Yes, we are. The Very Christmas much so. Contest, the X is the small town, yeah. Christmas, so Christmas and Castle Heart. <laughs> yeah. The Christmas House 2. I didn't know there was a Christmas House 1, so I have to go look for that. Um, Deck These Halls. Robert Buckley, Anna Ayora, Jonathan Bennett, Sharon Lawrence, Treat Williams, who of course is on Chesapeake Shores, and Brad Harder. In the follow-up to the movie I did not know exist, The Christmas House, the Mitchell brothers compete to see who can create the best Christmas house. Did you see the first one? Did you know there was a... I did not see the first one, but one good key thing about this one is Jonathan Bennett. Mm -hmm. um, He is the first actor to ever play a homosexual on Hallmark. They were the first couple to ever play um, in a Hallmark movie and be openly. Yeah, it's about... I didn't watch it last year, but I wish I had. I missed it. It was one of the ones I had on my checklist that I never got to. (laughs) And, um, yeah, they were um, trying to adopt a baby, I think, is what it was. Um, But we definitely need to watch it this year. I only saw part of that one and could never find it again. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I missed it. I'm not sure. We'll look it up. And now... The one I'm really excited for. The Nine Kittens of Christmas? Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for this one, too, because I like the first one. I loved the first one. The first one, before you tell us about this, I stumbled upon randomly. And I was like, is that Brandon Ross, whose name I keep spelling wrong on Twitter? I keep putting an A at the end. Sorry, Brandon. I was like, is that Superman? And then, of course, he was on um, Legends of Tomorrow. And various other things. And I'm like, is that him? And I loved it. I watched it strictly because it was him. And it was adorable. One quick thing about Jonathan Bennett, who's in this Christmas house too. I was Mm -hmm. very upset this year because me and my husband watch Halloween Wars every year on Mm -hmm. um, the Food Network. He has been the host for I don't know how many years. I don't know if maybe he's busy doing other stuff and couldn't do it this year. 
but they gave it to Zach Baggins, who's the Ghost Adventures man, the guy who's yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't happy about that. And I miss Jonathan's little, you know, he's very kooky and funny and smiley and yeah, he's very natural. I miss him a lot. I don't know what happened, why he couldn't do it. Maybe it was because he was doing more Hallmark movies or something, but I was really, really sad this year. <clears throat> Just didn't feel the same. Excuse me. No, I agree. And then we have the Nine Kittens of Christmas with Brandon Ruth, Kimberly Sustad, and Gregory Harrison. And you've got the firefighter Zachary and the veterinarian Mar. Marley are thrown back together at Christmas when they are tasked to finding homes for a litter of adorable kittens. So, so I this, guess something went bad. They right, that's just what I was gonna say. Because they got to, I, I actually after I read this earlier today, I went, I was trying to find like you know, because a lot of times you can find like the whole synopsis of the movie somewhere. I couldn't find anything on it, which is just a disgrace. Um and I was like, didn't they get together at the end? Well, I'm they like, they had to get together. At they the had to. It's Hallmark. So did something happen? I think something must have happened. You know, this makes me sad. You know what's funny though? I was thinking about this movie the other day, and I was like, ah, I wish they would do a sequel. That's <laughs> like my prayers are finances. And they're doing a sequel. I know. Yeah, I I feel so. It'll be interesting to I guess. I don't know. I guess it made sense to have something go wrong. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what it is, Maybe obviously. Maybe it'll be more accurate. Maybe it'll be more, like, real-life accuracy. Yeah, exactly. We don't, yeah, watch, we don't watch Hallmark for real-life accuracy, but... No, of course. And now we get to the two which we've been mentioning, like, every podcast, not that we've had, there's only the fourth, the ones with the Williams sisters, Kimberly Williams-Paisley, Ashley Williams... Are teaming up for two sister swap uh, movies, Sister Swap a hometown hometown holiday and Sister Swap Christmas in the City. It also stars Mark Declan, Keith Robinson, Susan Eagley, and Kevin Nealon. Uh, names that we many people should know and probably are familiar with. Um, it says they couldn't be closer. Their characters Jennifer and May couldn't be closer despite living hours apart. Jennifer lives in Salt Lake City and is of course a successful restaurant owner. She started with her late husband in raising her teenage son while Meg stayed in their hometown helping their parents run the local bakery. When Jennifer and her son return home for the holiday, they become wistful for one more Christmas at the Madison, the town's local theater. Uh Uh-oh. Despite that it's for sale and in need of repairs. Oh, there's your major problem. Yeah. And meanwhile, Meg is helping Jennifer restaurant staff prepare for a Christmas competition. Oh my god, they have them all in here. It's everything in this. Um, We're not complaining, I'm just saying. Uh, Christmas competition among local restaurants with the winner earning money for the charity of its choice. With the sisters switching cities leading up to the holiday, they find a new sense of purpose and discover what they both truly need in life and love. Wasn't there another one where people switch? Yes, but it was Played by Candace Cameron Gray. She played both characters. She played both parts, but there was another. I don't know if it was a Hallmark movie, and I have to go. I have to look for it. There was another movie. Might have been. Um, they had a movie where. Did you ever see the movie The Holiday, with um Kate Winslet. And Jack Black and Jude Law. 
Oh my god, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's, it's the greatest. I've seen it. Who was movie. in it? It was Kate Winslet, Jack Black, Jude yeah. Moore. Um, anyway, the 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 brood of the blonde whose name is escaping me. Anyway, it was kind of like that where the people swapped houses. Yeah. You know? so yes. The movie I'm thinking of, which I'm pretty sure was a Christmas movie. It was older. I think it was older, not like ancient, like but like 40s or whatever, 50s. They swapped houses, apartments for like um the season, and they ended up falling falling in love so it's a little bit like that it's definitely themes that we've seen before um and i like that it's over two shows yeah and then that keith robinson wasn't he the the guy that played in uh redemption of cherry springs i'm pretty sure that's him oh yes love him loved him he was good oh and i saw something about they actually are turning that into a whole series of yes there was an article about him being um had been given the part given the um a series of mysteries on um hallmark i'm gonna have to find it and that's maybe we can talk about it next week i'm so thrilled to hear that because that was really good because we need more uncle joe oh gosh i mean I'd watch it for young. I'd watch it for Uncle Joe by itself. I know. Excuse me. I'm so sorry if you can hear me, and I have like, I have a bit of a cold, so like I'm having a little bit of, um, indigestion. So I apologize. I apologize. To pronounce names, (laughs) because I've never seen some of these books. I haven't seen some of these before. So. So. Was that that all? That was all oh. the regular ones on Hallmark. We have the the ones that we have a few on here for the Miracles of Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot that they have released yet, but there's one, two, three, four, five, five here. The first one is Saturday, October 23rd, Christmas in My Heart, Heather Hemis, Luke McFarlane, and Cheryl mm-hmm. Lee Ralph. And it's I about a that. concert violinist who tutors the daughter of a reclusive country music singer in, in preparation for a holiday concert. They are joined together through a connective power of music. Ooh, that one sounds good. I love Charlie Rock. She's fabulous. You know what we, I kind of jumped over it. I also wanted to mention Loretta Devine. Having her on the Hallmark Channel is also a very big name. She's in a lot of things. She's amazing. She's very, very popular. Um, so then on Sunday, October, Saturday, October 30th, rather, oh, Halloween's on a Sunday, interesting, um, we have The Christmas Promise with Tori DeVito, Dylan Bruce, Grayson Holt, and Patrick Duffy, um, Nicole, played by DeVito, is learning to deal with grief with the help of her grandfather, Patrick Duffy is now playing grandfathers, can you imagine? Oh, Lord. And a carpenter, Bruce, as she tries to renovate the home that was once meant for her and her fiance, so I'm guessing he's no longer with us yeah i'm assuming that's probably oh that might be a little sad i get i see tears in my future on that one mm-hmm. and then um on saturday november 6th you have deborah Merc- mccombers a mrs miracle christmas uh starring caitlin doubleday steve lund and caroline ray 
When a family faces loneliness and the loss of faith, Miss Miracle swoops in to renew their Christmas spirit. They've done several of these. Yeah, and they're I'm always like, tear jerkers. I know. Carolyn Ray is just delightful. She's always brilliant. That was a, that'll be a good one. I think I think most of the ones on this channel are going to be like the real tear jerkers. Oh, yeah. Um, so then the Christmas Bond is actually being heavily promoted with Holly Robinson Pete, Lyrique Bent, and Nick Sanchez because the actor playing the son. So it's a single mom, Holly Robinson Pete, and her teenage son who has autism. And the actor actually is autistic, which I think is great. Not that he has autism, but great that they're using an actor. They're giving someone who has these um, disabilities, they're representing the representation um, in the film. Yes. They come, come to a crossroads during Christmas. She must learn to let go so he can flourish as she finds her own heart healing in unexpected ways. I think that this is going to be a real tear jogger because I, 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 I know a lot, I have a lot of, a lot of friends who have children with some type of disability or illness, and it's very, very hard. Um, for the parents who really let them, you know, go as they age, they just want to not smother them or constantly be by their side. Protect but, them. Yes, protect them, exactly. And then the last one we have information on is Every Time a Bell Rings with Karen Callahan, Aaron Callahan, Calhill. Okay. And then Brittany. Ishibashi. Oh. Ishibashi. Allie. Libert and Wes Brown. And then um, this one looks like it's a they're gathering together, a family together together, do a last scavenger hunt to find the family's wooden wishing bell. It's a beloved annual holiday tradition that they did when they were younger as they search for clues through things in the days leading up to Christmas. The trio visit local childhood haunts. And hold special meaning to them. That hold special meaning to them. In the process, their sisterly bond is rekindled, and each learns an important lesson about what they want in life and love. And so it looks like you're going to have two, two love stories there on that yeah. one. I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. It sounds really good. It's a little bit different. I mean, we've seen people search for different things before: rings, books, lost people, letters, all sorts of things. Um, and they're always pretty entertaining. I like that it's a scavenger hunt. One of them obviously ends up with um, Wes Brown. This is, we talked about this one a little bit last week. My friend Mary actually is from the town that this one was filmed in. And she's been sending me pictures that she's seen in like newspapers and groups or whatever. And it looks beautiful. The, the town square, everything looks, just looks absolutely beautiful. That's really neat. I mean, I the, the closest we got was when uh, We Are Marshall was filmed, but... <laughs> well, Staten Island had Staten Island had some things. So that is everything we know about Countdown to Christmas. There's obviously not everything because that's not all the films. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's not all the dates. All the dates from October 22nd to Christmas to December 25th. One thing I wanted to mention, um, I did send the the link, but I didn't get to excuse me, pointed out to you, is that I saw online, and I mentioned in this as we discussed, just touched on the whole um, 
as we, as we, if you're reading this list and you're familiar with the actors and actresses, you see that there are several that are predominantly an African-American cast, which of course is um, fabulous. Loretta Devine is, is an amazing African-American actress, Sherry Lee Ralph, Michelle Williams. Um, so they're really pulling in some names that are known. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph has done a couple of them though. And I think she's done some on Lifetime as well. I, I always enjoy her stuff. But I actually, excuse me, actually found an article on Variety dated July that if you're familiar with the Hallmark brand of cards, Hallmark has a mahogany card brand that is geared towards African-American or Black families. The the people depicted on the cards, the illustrations and such is more for relatable to that, to, to the African-American culture and community. And they are actually, it said for more than 30 years, Black families have celebrated big occasions being small with Hallmark's mahogany cards, a line designed with those consumers in mind. Now, mahogany will launch on the small screen with a quarterly slate of original movies coming to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries in early 2020. So they said they're uniquely positioned for the endeavor thanks to the strong emotional core that exists between the companies and its consumers. So, and they decided to do it on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries rather than the Hallmark Channel itself. It's because they feel that they can explore deeper topics on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries and have a little bit more meat to the bones because as we've said time and again, Hallmark Channel kind of has that copy-paste, copy-paste, trope, 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 you know what I mean? Um, Which we love. Which we adore. That's part of the whole (laughs) comfort of it. You know, that's why we feel at home with it. Um, It's just relaxing and we know what's going to happen. And, you know, at the chair shot, we always like to say, always use your head. That's our tagline, right? Um, But when we watch Hallmark, we can relax our head a little little bit because we kind of know what's going to happen. But that's the joy of it. That's what keeps bringing us back. We like the romance. So they're going to take, so it's going to be a whole whole set of series um, that will, the content is intended to speak directly to Black audiences and especially Black women. And I wanted to touch on that because Hallmark has needed and been called out for their lack of diversity for some time now. And it's really good to see that they're taking the initiative and they have some big producers and whatnot um, connected to it to do it and to do it in a way that's just not like, oh, well, we, you know, we kind of have to do this. So we're going to do like the same old tired. Right. Um, they're adding a little bit. Stereotypical they- plot lines, you know, with this community. And. They've made leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, you know, but they did it in a way that uh, they gave it real depth. They didn't right. just, you know, add to add, but they right. have really, you know, gave it depth and, and meaning and they've come a long way and um, it's nice to see the the differences. Right. And we're seeing a lot of um, Asian influences as well, which is also very good. Now, if we can just get an Italian on it, no offense to anybody else, that's not like allowed obnoxious. I think there've been a few Italians on there, but you don't really say any. Now, I wanted to tell you something. I didn't know if you 
I am actually like half Italian. See, my grandfather bad. was very dark skinned. If you ever met my mother, she's very, they're both very, they've got that Cherokee and um, the mm. Italian in them. Um, my grandfather's last name was Flora, <laughs> F L O R A. So oh, I love it. <laughs> so I have some Italian in my family. Um, you wouldn't know it by looking at me because I'm I got all the Irish. Um, nobody uh, nobody nobody thinks I'm Italian either. That doesn't bother me. Like you know, I'm pale. I have dark hair. I dyed it red. You know, so everybody's like thinks I'm Irish or not because I dyed my hair red, but just I'm usually pretty pale or Jewish okay. or, or Yugoslavian. My grandfather actually looked like Elvis. Um, he must have been one gorgeous man. Then. He was very, very, very gorgeous. Um, very handsome. Um, he unfortunately died when he was, I think, 55. So I only got about 12 years, 13 years with him. But um, yeah, he was beautiful. I mean, he's a very pretty man. Um, my grandmother always told me um, that uh, she married him because he looked like Elvis. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, I would have married him if he looked like Elvis, so I can understand that. Um, so you want to go into our previews for next, this coming weekend? Yes, darling, and you start, because of course I have 27 tabs open. <laughs> well, Saturday, September 25th at 9 p.m., we have Taking the Reins, which stars Nikki Delote. Deluch mm-hmm. as Sam and Scott Porter as Luke. Oh my god, I cannot talk today. Y'all are gonna have to forgive me. Um, and this one's about a writer who goes back to her family ranch to write an article about passion for horses and discovers what ended her marriage and why she stopped riding horses. I always like it when they throw a divorced couple in there because it just adds some realism. Mm-hmm. Last year, she played in a movie called Cranberry Christmas where she also paid. Uh, they weren't divorced, but they were separated. And she, her and her husband, they ran a cranberry farm. And this one, it looks like it's a farm about horses. Um, of course, Nikki Deloach is, this is her 11th Hallmark movie. She's been yes. in a lot of movies. She's definitely, if Lacey's the queen, she's definitely the princess yeah she has been in christmas land a dream of christmas which was the one that's kind of similar to one of the movies that are this year where she's married and she goes back in time to see if she would do it again it was called a dream of christmas and then there was a perfect catch truly madly sweetly reunited at christmas love to the rescue Love Takes Flight, Two Turtle Doves from 2019, Sweet Autumn, and then Cranberry Christmas from last year. And then Mm -hmm. this is the first movie since she did Cranberry Christmas last year. And also, I found it really odd. And Mm -hmm. I thought this was very interesting. Do you know where she got her start? She was a member of the Mickey Mouse Club. Really? With Justin Timberlake. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Ryan Gosling. Now, is that not... <laughs> I would have never guessed that. That is some lineup. She went the complete opposite direction of all of them. 
well, she's more closer probably to Ryan Gosling. The other ones are more like singers and and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I did not even realize that. No, it must have been I, a killer member, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, killer I, area for the Mickey Mouse Club back then. <laughs> and then Scott Porter is Luke, which plays her ex-husband. Um, he's best known as the role for Jason Street on NBC's Friday Night Lights, which I have not watched, but I have been told I need to watch. He also plays George Tucker on Heart of Dixie. And mm. most recently, he was in the last uh, couple of seasons of Lucifer on Netflix. And then Jenny and Georgia on Netflix. And then this is his first Hallmark movie. And I kept looking at this guy and I kept saying, I know him. I know him. And I kept looking through the IMDb and finally realized that I had just watched the last season of Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, like less than a, probably three days ago. And he is on there. And I was like, that's where. <laughs> I remember him best from a few years, well, beginning years back as Casey Hughes on As the World Turns. So forgive me, Mr. Porter, for not following your career so much. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. It's, I do like when they do use the divorce couples. It's funny, both these weekends. Both of the upcoming movies for this weekend are about divorce couples. Well, or separated couples. I don't know if the one, the next one is um, divorce. Not. I'll double check as I read you the blurb. But as we were talking about movies where they go back and forth, October 2nd, I saw the ad this morning, October 2nd. So the Saturday movies are also at 9, not at 8, right? Yes, the Saturday okay. movies now are at 9. Okay. I guess they're changing them to 8. Was that what it said? I, well, no, no, because I was confused, a little confused about something I wanted to get a trade. So not this weekend, but October 2nd, there's a movie called Love Strikes Twice, which is kind, which also the girl goes back in time, which is we're going to see with the Back to Future, you know, one that we have going on for Crown Down to Christmas. And the other one that you just mentioned, where this is a workaholic Maggie is having marriage issues and wishes for a do over. And she goes back something like 10 or 15 years in the past. And will she choose? A college boyfriend or stay with her husband, Josh. So it's a theme that's a new kind of theme that they keep revisiting or seem to. Um, we go into the well twice this season, really. Yeah, they. It's kind of surprising for that. And that was one of the tropes we did not talk about. No, because it didn't dawn them. Now we might have to add it next time. Yeah, it's not bad. It's the next one. So yeah, I'm interested in seeing taking the reins. I always like when they involve horses. I always want to learn how to ride. I love horses. But that should be um, a good one, and I'm pretty sure they get back together. I'd actually be okay in one of these movies if the people didn't get together. I would. I really would. Some of them, yes, but I don't think my good romantic, my little romantic heart can handle it. I kind of count on that. Well, when we when we get to I know when we get to the the um reviews, I'll I'll remind me because I, I wanna in one of them I was I really thought they weren't gonna get together. Um, so Sunday night will bring us Rise and Shine, Benedict Stone, which is based on a best-selling book. So I have that book. I have not yet read it. I'm gonna read it after I watch the movie, and I'll compare it. 
and see what they changed. So Benedict and his wife Amelia have been separated for after 10 years, have separated after 10 years. I keep reading it wrong and thinking they've been separated for 10 years, but they separate after 10 years um, due to the inability to conceive a baby and he wants her back and she needs space to figure out what she needs. Now, for some reason, Benedict's niece, Gemma, which I have a niece, Gemma, but I spoke with a J, arrives on his doorstep. It turns his life upside down. He doesn't really have a relationship with her because he and his brother have been estranged for something like two decades. But she assures him that her dad knows when she's there. And I believe she helps him win the wife back. It stars Tom Everett Scott, Mia Maestro, and Ella Ballantine. Are you familiar with any of them? Uh-huh. I think the one that I'm primarily familiar with is... Um... Tom Everett Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually played in That Thing You Do. I don't know if you remember that. He played Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he played in some movie, a lot of TV shows. He was in 13 yeah. Reasons Why, um, Scream the TV series, and then he was in a lot of TV movies. Um, but he's probably about the only one I'm familiar with. I was looking at Ella, and there's not really anything. She's at Anne of Green Gables in 2017. I didn't see those. I refuse to watch anything but the originals. And she was in Saving Hope. But nothing major, just some small parts. If she wasn't a movie, she just played like in one episode. Right. Um, Tom and Mia, I know uh, I've heard of many, many of the things they've been in. Unfortunately, I have not watched um any of them mayans i believe is still going on um mia is in that then she was also on a couple episodes she was on scandal for a few episodes what was her Um, last name um maya or mia rather i'm so sorry maestro m-a-e-s-t-r-o and she's on mayans she was on The Strain, which I've heard of, but I never watched. And I don't, is this, I believe this might be her first Walmart movie. Well, she was on Alias for a while, too. Have you, have you really kind of wondered, there's been a lot of new ones? Yeah, I wonder. Does it seem like there's a lot more new people this year? This whole list seemed like there was a lot more new, <laughs> new people than before. Yeah, that's why whole review that we did i feel like there's like a tremendous amount of new people they're trying to bring in new blood or maybe they're trying to bring people in and see who kind of fits and who doesn't well i think they have to because after a while i mean we all have our favorites um we all have our favorites and but after a while they're just playing this in a sense playing the same part so while i don't think they're going to get away from you know their best names I think we'll see more more one that they are diversifying their casts so you know they have to do that but after a while as much as we love Lacey and as much as we love Donica and as much as we love Nikki and this one that one and the other one after a while they're like wait in which show was she the baker and in which show was she you know the doctor and in which show because it's the same basically the same plot with the same person over and over. So they got to freshen it up. That's what I'm thinking. And then 
I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I so, don't. Bunch of new ones this year. So those are the two that are coming up this weekend, which brings us to the two that were on last weekend. I guess we'll I'm start interested with- to hear what you have to say about that second one. <laughs> so let's get through with Saturday first. <laughs> Saturday brought us raise a glass to love with Laura Osmus and Juan Pablo De Passi as Marcelo. And can I say that I loved him? Oh my gosh, he was also on Fuller House. He was Fernando. Yes. And he's yes. in several several other things. I tweeted earlier today, and our girl Stella liked it and agreed. He needs a movie a season. He oh, needs yes. a August. He needs a Valentine's. <laughs> he needs a summer, whatever. <laughs> whatever they're gonna give us, he needs he needs one. Because he was so delightful and adorable. And just you know how That's sometimes you correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm crazy, Amber. And I am mm-hmm. crazy, so you can say it. But you know how sometimes you're watching these movies and we love them. We watch them all the time. I like them on all day sometimes. And they're very delightful and you get into them. And yes, yes, we know what we know what's going to happen. Just like in, in wrestling and I'm a wrestling band. I know Jason is too, obviously. That's so why I met him. We know what's going to happen. But sometimes the actors, not that they're not good actors. I mean, I can't act. It just like they don't, to me, like they don't seem like they fit together. Or it's not just so, like you know you're watching not real people. He just was so natural. He seemed yes. like a natural person, somebody you'd really work with if you worked in the wine industry. You know what I mean? Like, he just was, like, comfortable and natural and just you know, seemed like a guy you can run into somewhere. And I felt like they had um, maybe not so much towards the beginning, but as the story progressed, which was kind of natural, they kind of... Um, That you could tell that the chemistry was building. And then right. at the end, I literally looked at Jason and was like, oh my God, I love this movie. <laughs> I was, it was so. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, no. I was just saying, I just love this movie. I, w- I didn't watch it until today, right? I put it on early this morning before I started my day. And I was having my coffee and whatever. And I actually tweeted, I was like, I am over, can we get past this boyfriend or significant other is, you know, emotional, you know, whatever is inattentive so that you can get past the, you know, emotional, you know, cheating type of thing. Um, and you knew that the boyfriend didn't really believe in her and everything because she was trying to pass. It took her three times to pass her master sommelier on class. She was second guessing herself. So she goes home to the vineyard. And that's where she meets him and instantly she has like this, she almost looks down on him a bit because she, he doesn't, they don't agree on certain things. She feels he doesn't take something seriously before she's worried about her parents' um, vineyard, but it's true. But, you know, it, it was a natural thing. You know, like, of course, you're going to be protective of your parents and your family, your heritage, you know, is where you grew up. Um, legitimately she came home um and she's kind of protective of that wine because that's her family's wine it's like 
I could see her feeling a little put off, like, well, you're changing everything. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. No, no. So it was natural. There was a slow, and he he wasn't offended by it, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you have them just, like, immediately butt heads and blah, blah, blah. But this one was a little bit more, like, natural. Like, he's like, okay, I have to, you know, prove this to her. She's stressed out. She's trying to... You know, it was clear, I think, to him and to others, you know, she was having some relationship issues, but she was stressing herself out with this test again and everything. You know, so he didn't take it personally, but you don't find a lot in these movies. And if you do, if they, even if they don't, like, take it personally or try not to take it personally, they often would still come off as condescending or, like, obnoxious as they try to get you to see their point. Right. Where they had a more laid-back. Yeah, exactly. And how was how great was their meet cute? Oh my god, I, I loved to it. An embarrassment for her. Even though I see it in the commercial, I want to die of embarrassment for her. But he did. He could have told her, and he did not. But I just thought it was really cute, so I was like, I wanted oh, to no, talk about that. Horrible. So earlier, remember when I was saying, like it was like so long ago, like ten minutes ago, when I was saying that sometimes you like you think, okay. There's a lesson and a moral and whatever. Yeah, maybe they won't get together, but that's life. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, sometimes the people don't get together for whatever reason, you know. So that is a bit of realistic. And I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be like the first movie where they don't get together? Why is she not dumping this guy? You know? <laughs> I know. She can't, he hung on there a lot longer than, I mean, he was there till like last five minutes of the movie. Like, yeah. gave her a job and. Well, and he gave it to her just to prove it. Yeah, no, I didn't like him. He only gave it to her because I think he caught on that there was, you know, chemistry chemistry and, you know, but he wanted her for her, 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 you know, skills as a sommelier rather than, you know, for his his love of her. I kind of felt like he was kind of had some narcissistic tendency. Oh, he definitely was. He was definitely snobby and, you know, he didn't appreciate, you know, her her knowledge until that other woman, the the other female sommelier, like was crazy about the wine that he had, that had been made. And I just thought it was funny how he got up at that end when um, she walked up to the tent mm-hmm. when they were at yeah. the thing and he got up and tied, you know, buttoned his shirt, you know, his jacket, like he was something. <laughs> yeah. And then she dismissed him, which was yeah. great. But I think that um, Juan Pablo and Laura had great chemistry. Just put them in a movie together every season. And, yes. You know, I'll, I'll, and I'll be And we will watch it, and we will eat Absolutely. it up. <laughs> Absolutely. I loved it. And, and um, an interesting thing, which I was kind of getting a hint, that Jennifer Hoofner, Hoofter, I can't mm-hmm. say her last name, that comes up to them at the end, at the towards the middle with the tent. She mm-hmm. is actually a real master so, so, so Yes, Somalia. Oh, yeah. She's actually the first Canadian female awesome. to ever pass that test. I did not know that. Yeah, she was. She's oh, a yeah. real master. Some, I can say this a million times. Somalia. Yeah, I got the impression that she was, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't We're just gonna call it a psalm. That's what they called it in the show. That's what they. That's what they She's did. She's the in first there. Canadian female psalm. I, I also really. I also really enjoyed um. 
her best friend, Amanda Allison, uh, played awesome. by Amanda Wong. I'd like to see her in in some more stuff. But overall, I would give this one a solid nine because I really enjoyed it. Yes. And the ending was so sweet with, um, you know, her when boyfriend friend, didn't even really give a crap that she know, was getting ready to the, take this test. When the friend texted him and he gave off the job in Australia when he was at the end of the test when he went out and she was there, I didn't expect him to be there. That was so sweet. And he had those flowers that. That were from the wine. Yeah. That was perfect. They tied that in. And they tied the last wine she tasted in the test. with an Argentini and wine. Yeah. I loved that. At first I thought it was going to be her grandmother. The the same one from the grandmother. But um, that was adorable. And that just gave her that. I just wanted to like you know, applaud, because I was, like, really into the fact that she tried so hard to pass that test, and um, I've had, you know, when I'm a medical coder, and we have to take a test at the Mm -hmm. end of ours to get certified, and I remember the anxiety and the frustration, so it's always nice to, you know, kind of cheer on somebody else, even though she's the character in a movie, but. Exactly. And then him sharing that bottle of wine that he brought and has carried with him all this way with her. Was he not perfect? He was perfect. I loved him. Like, he needs a movie every time. He does. Like, Hallmark, if you ever listen to this, and I don't know if you ever will, but please, he needs more movies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He really super, super does. What would you rate it, dear? I'm going to, and you'll probably see, I'm going to give this one a 10 because it hit the ending for me just sentence. It did. Because with him holding her face and, you know, we're going to be partners and I want a partner to help me and, you know, I need a master soulmate. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to see these people again. The moment I lost it, I did like the ultimate fangirl, like, oh my God, right? There was a line he said at the end, right? And he says to her, home is where she is, right? Yes. So there's a Korean drama that I love that's um, titled Romance is a Bonus Book, right? And it's about a book publishing company. And the, the plot's a little, like, takes you a long to explain. But at one point, it's, it's subtitled. You have to watch this. It's like watching a Hallmark movie, but in Korean so well done and so many like little subplots in it that it really keeps you interesting but he says to her um and i'm probably saying it wrong so forgive me says to her the lead actress the lead um at one point the arguing she's living with him while she's getting back on her feet basically but they're old old friends she's a little older than him and he's been in love with her for years especially the whole part anyway because i have to explain it so he she finally decides to look for her own place and he insists on going with her and they get into this argument because she's like, you know, you keep saying not liking every place, you know, that I like, you know, if you don't like anything, then I'm like, you know, it's like, you don't want me to move out. He's like, of course I don't. He's like, I told you before, my home is where you are. Right. And I always loved it when he said it and it reminded me of that. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, so- it was. Yeah, it was so good. And I would give it definitely a 10. In my book. Yeah. Okay, we'll give it a nine because it took so long for her to get rid of the other guy. 
Yeah. And I was like, they're not going to get together. <laughs> it's impossible. It's He's, a jerk. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. So, okay. So hold on real quick. Let me pull up. Um, yeah, that was great. I would definitely watch it again. And I have it on DVR so I can. Okay. So that brings us to Sunday. <sighs> Finding love. I'm typing it in because as anybody who might be listening to us knows we don't remember anything. We don't remember anything. So Finding Love in Mountain View aired on Sunday on Homework Movies and Mysteries. I always say it wrong, but you know what I mean. So this movie is actually from 2020 and had an iffy rating on IMDb. So this is actually a movie that I believe they acquired or made under a different umbrella, and we're showing it here as part of this. The plot is very similar to Sweet Carolina. Um, after learning, she's been entrusted to take care of her deceased cousin's children. I'm just reading this from IMDb. An architect is torn between focusing on her career and honoring her cousin's wish. It starred Danielle C. Ryan, Nico Olivier, John Paul Levier, Sarah, um, and Skyla Elise Philpott. John Paul and Skyla were the children. Let me tell you how much I hated this movie. Right? And it's rare. You said you did. You hated it. Okay, it's rare that you're going to watch something on Hallmark and be like, what the F, right? And Greg doesn't mind if we curse on the thing, but since it's Hallmark, I'm going to try to be, you know, not curse, curse so much because when I was doing a podcast with Harry and Tony about something else, we, we cursed a lot. Um, there, there was not one redeemable character. This, this, so... Danielle Ryan plays Margaret. Her cousin passes away. She finds out when the lawyer calls her, right? Nobody in the family calls her to tell her that the cousin and her husband died in a car crash. Yeah, she, I thought that was weird too, but she kind of found out later on that there's a reason. Still, did you like this movie? Tell me you, you like this movie. What? I would give it like a four. I didn't absolutely hate it, but I mean, okay. it was a real right. struggle to get through. So then you have, so she goes, she, her, her boyfriend, of course, is whatever. He has his career too. He's off to Japan, I believe, right? On business. And she goes back home. She has, so she hasn't been home in a while. So of course, everybody hates her. That's another trope in a lot of Walmart movies. You leave and they resent you for leaving, you know, for whatever reason. Maybe they didn't leave or, or whatever. Who knows? There was some drama. You broke somebody's heart, whatever. So the kid's grandmother is there, but she's leaving them after yeah. her died to go home to Florida and leaving them with somebody they don't even know. But then she wants to come back at, towards the end of the movie and like fight for custody for them. And then the kids are not even acting like their parents died. Now, don't get me wrong. You, it's not even that they portrayed them like they were in shock. Like in Sweet Carolina, the kids were... They weren't crying every five seconds, you know, but... But you could tell. You could tell, like, they were struggling to adjust, you know, and everything. These kids acted like you took their dog away. You know, and I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's traumatic for a lot of kids. I don't know, while we're talking about the kids, I think the boy, Joel, must have been on... I think they were trying to imply that he was on the spectrum. Yes, absolutely. had very autistic tendencies. I got that a lot from him um but i would just think if they'd come out and actually said it had been a little bit more i think they could have and if they had said that i think it would have helped the plot 
because yes. while you're thinking like, okay, is he supposed to be on the spectrum? Even the sister, I mean, if the sister, you could understand that the sister was very overprotective and, and such, but there was like no grief. There was no, you know, no remorse. Everybody hated her for like leaving. And then you had um, Andrew, who I understand he was friends with them, but he, okay. but he was also the, the, the school therapist who was just enabling the children on every friggin' level possible. But they kept saying, oh, he's the school therapist. No school therapist is going to stay with these children all the time. They should have played up the, oh, they were friends part. And that's why they were comfortable with him. And he was just so freaking condescending. And yeah, I'm not sure. He was. But I, what I got from it was Margaret and him were high school sweethearts. Right. They, she, of course, had her, I cannot remember the name of the cousin, the mom. Um, mm-hmm. I think the husband's name was Hank. They were f- all friends in a group. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I got from it. And then, yeah, no, um, they, were all, they were all friends in a group, and she was the one that went away. And Susan was the, um, the cousin. Now, I'm not going to lie. I, there was about a half an hour left of this movie. We all knew she was gonna say I turned it off. I so I don't actually know how the resolution came about came about, but all of a sudden she played one song with a band at some little festival in town. And then the kids loved her. And then of course her boyfriend popped up and <clears throat> a monkey into the wrench. A wrench into monkey into the wrench. A wrench into everything by spouting off nonsense and the kids ran away and that's when they lost me. If you just stuck in there, it does kind of redeem itself a little bit. There's no um, possibility. But I will be honest. The actress, and, and I just feel like this whole movie suffered from bad acting. As much as I don't want to say, because I've never acted, I don't know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. But even in the beginning, when she finds out that Susan died, Susan and Hank both died, she kind of has that little pretend cry session and I did not buy it at all now towards the end of the movie she um actually what happens is I don't know if you've even seen it Nathan the boyfriend she finds out that the uncle is not going to come get the kids the kids are gonna go did you remember that part I, I I saw up to um right past the spaghetti dinner right past the Italian whatever he made the dinner that he made and they were eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah um so you know of course Nathan wants to tell them that she is you know not going to be their guardian or whatever and he takes her out on the front porch and pretty much gives her an ultimatum and says it's either them or me Mm -hmm. you either come back with me and leave the kids well at the time the little girl opens the window and is listening well all she hears is that ultimatum and she shuts the window and then she packs her and her brother's stuff and they run off into the woods so she comes back in the house after she's told him to hit the road (laughs) obviously and they're gone so how it ends is them trying to find the two kids um, mm-hmm. And she ends up finding them herself because she remembers a picture 
that they had taken of the parents. It was the last place that they were together, I guess. Last picture they had taken together. Um, and she ended up finding them and explaining to them, hey, you know. So it kind of redeems itself a little bit. But still, I would just give it a four because I just struggled. It took me forever to get through it. <laughs> um, I don't really think there was any characters that I really liked. I didn't like the grandmother. Um, that the girl who played Margaret wasn't. You know, I don't. It was just they were all obnoxious. So nobody, ex- you know. All right, fine. Her Margaret's life is being upended. She has decisions to make. I can understand. You inherit, you know, kids. You don't know if you want to be a guardian or whatever. But nobody actually seemed to care these people were dead. Right? Yeah. Like, no, nobody did. Nobody cared people were dead. The kids certainly didn't. Right? Being on the spectrum or not this character, the sister certainly did not seem to, you know, there was just, like, nothing. And Andrew was, like, he, like I was saying before, he was just so condescending. Everything he said was snarky, you know, and rude and, and just... There was nothing that said, okay, and this is why they're acting like this. It, there was no, you know, major backstory, you know. I mean, there was some, but they didn't really tell you much, right? Come on, Bruno, up, up, and or anything. And it just, there was, everybody was just hostile for the sake of being hostile. And I yeah. couldn't, couldn't get into it. I could not find one thing to make, force myself to keep watching that. Uh, I, I did finish it, but, I mean, it was just by... I mean, I'm gonna, guess, give, I'm gonna give it a one. I gotta give it something. I don't want to be mean and give it a zero. But <laughs> bad acting and no good character. I mean, especially because you, they recently did it with Sweet Carolina, and it was a very engaging story. Maybe you they know? felt they just needed a filler, and they didn't have a movie to fill in. This was actually filmed I'm, before. This was actually filmed before Sweet Carolina, so I'm, I was, I'm, you know. Maybe if they would have, like, filled up with one they've done before, it would have been a little better. I don't know. So that's, that's yeah, that's that's about all I can spew. Oh. <laughs> about we want to go that. through our little final segment since we've uh, killed the movie yeah. we did not like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you know, we're doing kind of top tens. This one is a, a traditional top ten where it's ranked one to ten, but... We're doing top 10 or a list of 10 actors and actresses, so five, five of each we tried to do, um, that we wished were in a Hallmark movie or Hallmark movie and mystery. It doesn't have to be Christmas. It could be any one of them, but I'd like to see them in one. Go ahead. You start. Um, I thought we would just, you've got five and I've got five, so we'll just start at five being what's our you know bottom one and go okay. up from there. My number mm-hmm. five is Sophia Bush. Um, she played in One Tree Hill and also Chicago PD. And I feel like she would be awesome in Hallmark movies. Um, she's one of my favorite actresses um, from, you know, the early 2000s. <laughs> um, and she, I don't know what she's doing now, but I feel like she would be a good fit. Yeah, she's adorable. So I think she, ha- I think she has that hallmark look. She also has that very husky voice mm-hmm. that I really, I like. I think it, it really makes her stand out. <clears throat> what is your number five? 
My number five is Michaela Conlon. She played, I know her best from, she played Angela on Bones. She was Bones' best friend. Bones', Bones' best friend. Bones' best friend, Angela. Um, I really like her. She's also been on Yellowstone and she's currently seen in For All Mankind, which I have not yet watched. I've not seen that one either. But yeah, I remember we just recently watched Yellowstone. Um, and I really, really liked it. And she was in there. I remember seeing her. But yeah, by far, I liked her better as Angela on Bones. She was probably one of my favorite characters on that show. Yeah, I would like to see her in kind of a Angela-esque type uh, character. You know, very smart, very, you know, creative, kind of, you know, flirty. You don't really see a lot of two flirty women on um, Hallmark unless they're the bad one you know so I'd like to see in a good a good furry role but I, I've, I've always liked her I think she's very pretty I think she's very um natural and laid back and I could see her in a fall harvest or a Christmas Christmas I could, I could definitely too she I feel like she would fit in really well mm-hmm. and then my number four um would be Freddie Prince Jr. Just because I know he had a stroke and stuff, so he was out of acting for a very for a long time. But he kind of has that um, hallmark hunk feel to him, and I feel like he would be a good a good fit. Um, he's one of my favorites. Definitely, I definitely could see that. And my, then your number four. My number four. Okay, so. I actually was stuck on this because a lot of the people, a lot of the stuff I watched was like the people are dead or old. Um, so I watch a lot of classic TV and lately I'm into um, Bollywood and, and different things. So I actually struggled with this a little bit. So I actually asked two of my friends for suggestions and Lissa uh, gave me Ben Browder, who is probably best known for Stargate. And I'll have to say, I do not know who he is. Very, yeah, very, very. Uh, popular actor very he has a very um hold on one second I'm going to tell you I want to compare him to somebody but I want to give you the right name he has a very uh, who would I compare him to maybe like a younger Cameron Matheson type of vibe to him a little bit he has that type of he has that type of skin tone, hair color. He's a little bit broader than um than him. He definitely has the look of one of the older Hallmark. Well, he's like in his 40s, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Hallmark hunks. I think he'd be great in a, in a Christmas movie. Yeah, he I'm looking has, at him. It does look like he would be good. He has like that outdoorsiness to him that they love. <laughs> yes. And then my number three is Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm shocked she hasn't been in one. I am too, because you would think she's been on so much stuff. She's currently on 911. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, she played on Ghost Whisperer and Client List. And, you know, she started yeah, with I Know What You Did Last Summer. But I kind of got angry with Client List because of the way it ended and they just kind of canceled it and you never got to find out anything. I got mad about that. But. I, I love her. She was criminal minds. I, I was sorry. She left. I think I don't know if she was pregnant in real life. I think she was pregnant in real life, and and she left the show. Um, but I enjoyed her character when it was on Criminal Minds. Yeah, I've loved her in just about everything she's been in. She's been Ooh. pretty good, and I just think she would fit really well in a Hallmark movie. 
she and Lacey should do one together. That would be awesome. Oh my gosh. They could play sisters. I just didn't think people confused me. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Um, strange sisters who were brought together by the love of Christmas or some festival or something. Oh. Um, my next one would be Stephen Amell, who of course is probably best known as the Arrow. And can I say that I didn't know who he was. So I had to look him up because my, uh, oh my husband gosh, watches yeah. Arrow. He is scrumptious. Like he's very pretty. Should look up his cousin. Equally there. Okay, so Stephen Amell was Arrow, right? And then um, Brendan Roth was on um, Legends of Tomorrow, excuse me, where he was Ray. I forgot what his name was. I forgot what his uh, superhero name was. Oh my gosh, why can't I think? He was Ray Palmer on Legends of Tomorrow, which I loved that show at the beginning, and now it's gotten kind of wonky. I can't really follow it. And he, why can't I think of his, the, he was like a brilliant scientist, you know, type of person. I believe he was supposed to be rich um, on there, and he becomes one of the legends, and he wore like kind of like an Iron Man suit. Why the heck can't I think of his name? People who are listening who watch that don't don't hate me. But I love this character. I loved Ray. And what was funny was Brendan Roth was also Superman at one point. And in Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow and all that, when they were doing uh, Crisis of Infinite Earth, he actually played Superman again. It was really cute. So I think Brandon and Steven should also team up. So that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, it's like never going to happen. Um, <laughs> and also um, Brandon's real life wife was actually on uh, Legends of Tomorrow with him, which was cute. Okay. But Stephen Amell, I think fans, you'd, you'd have men watching. I mean, oh, yeah. of, but they would tune in to say, I think, I think he'd be perfect. He too has that, you know, look <laughs> that uh, that look that they they have, and he definitely could play like the evil businessman who, which is basically what he was for a while, as Ollie, um, who goes home or he could be no, he could be the one that always wants to like take over something in the town, and then oh yeah. Not the too. lawyer, the yep. lawyer, or the mm-hmm. businessman. Yeah, he would. Yep. Okay, um, who's your next? My not, my next one is Ian Summerholder. Um, if, uh, I don't know how anybody could know who he was, but he was Damon on Vampire Diaries, and my daughter and me both love this man. Um, he has a he's been uh, on a movie in Netflix. I think it was I can't remember. It was a like it was similar to a vampire movie, but it was um. Mm-hmm as a TV show and um, he has a built-in fan base just because of him playing Damon. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if Hallmark's listening, if you could get him, you could get a lot of people mm-hmm. <laughs> to watch because he's such a built-in fan base. And the movie could suck and they'd love it. Cause yeah, they still love it, but I don't know how anything. No, when he was on Lost, of course, as well. Yes. And he was on Smallville. So he just, and he was on, it was a very short lived series on the CW back when it was in its infancy. It might not even been called the CW then, called Young Americans. And he played Hamilton Fleming on that. And he was just delicious. Oh my God. He is beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, He's, he is. I mean, that if would, men can be beautiful, that's the definition of beautiful. 
Ian would probably be like the highest rated movie ever. He could play yeah. like he could doom Christmas and people would still watch it. They wouldn't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of like superhero sci-fi ones on mine. Actually, all of mine can be tied to sci-fi, supernatural, not the TV show, but that type of genre. Um, actually, those two guys from Supernatural should have Hallmark movies. Like, ratings would go through the roof, right? <laughs> well, you um, want to know a weird thing. Allison Sweeney played on Days of Our Lives as Sammy. Right. Um, the guy who plays Dean and I want to kill myself that I do not know his name. I love him and I, my brain just went. He played on Days of Our Lives too. And yeah. they played in scenes together. So it's really funny to watch, you know, right. these two famous people that were not famous back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> play so together. my next one, um, Ming Na Wen. She is right now best known for being in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, um, but she was, I remember her very, very early in her career when she played Leanne Hughes, uh, the daughter of Tom Hughes on As the World Turns. She was his, um, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it was from when he was in the military and he was overseas. I think that's how she was, um. I can see you. Then she, of course, she was in Joy Luck Club, Street Fighter. She was, um, she provided the voice for Mulan. Uh, She was just in so much. And especially as they're doing more and more with the Asian community, I think she would be huge to have on there. Yeah, she would definitely be perfect. She's She's also now in The Mandalorian. I'm gonna have to watch it. I guess <laughs> have to watch it. And I guess that brings me to my number one, which is kind of like a, just maybe a guest star, you know, mm-hmm. a special guest star, because you know we all know that Michael Bublé is Mr. Christmas. He has a tw- he has a TikTok now, by the way. No, definitely. Yeah, and I love him, and I always have loved him, and I feel like you know Mariah Carey did it. So why couldn't Michael Bublé did it, do it? Just do a guest star in a Christmas movie because he's Mr. Christmas and Hallmark is Christmas. <laughs> so I think it would be a perfect combination on that one. You know what they could do? What? Like, I just totally kind of stealing this idea from, like, just a few shorts. You know, in season two that we just finished and we'll be reviewing in another podcast because, thank God, we didn't try to do it in this one. Um was um they got um Simon to come do the thing like what if somebody like printed up the wrong thing instead of like somebody else would advertise him and that's why people bought tickets and then at the end he showed up and like saved the day that would be awesome I know that'd be brilliant homework write it up we should have actually kept him for last because mine did mine delayed me to let down from them but I am a huge fan of um Christian Kane who if you are an angel fan the TV show with David Bonens, uh, I can never say his name. He was on there. So he has a huge, huge fan base on there. I never watched it. I didn't know him from, from there. And I will tell you his character's name from Angel in just a second. Just now. Um, but I know him best from, oh, he played um, Lindsay McDonald on uh, Angel. I know him best from Leverage, which was a TNT drama 
that has a cult following and it starred um, Timothy Hutton as the mastermind of a group of basically reformed thieves. It was kind of Robin Hoodie. They helped the people that were um, take down like big corporations or the mafia or all, all sorts of different yeah. things. It was really, 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 really good. Um, he's on there. He plays Elliot, the hitter. Um, he was a uh, he has a huge fan base as well, and he's perfect. Even the older version of him now is perfect for some Hallmark movie, especially around Fall Fast or something like Fall Fall Harvest, because he is a cowboy and he sings and he has that, you know, ruggedness and stuff. Um, and he also had a, another series I can't think of at the second because my mind was stuck on him singing he sings and and everything he's i think he he would be another one he has such a cult following that even for almost paradise where he Built plays in his own fan base yeah. and it's a pretty it's a pretty big fan base leverage is actually has such a cult following they just rebooted it with most of the original cast the leverage redemption and it was the first eight episodes already aired and the next eight are going to be airing soon but yeah, he's he's a really good actor, and he just he, he's just another one that fits that country boy, outdoorsy mold. Okay, he definitely see. does. I sat, looked at a couple of things <clears throat> with him because I wasn't sure who he was. Yeah. <laughs> we are coming <laughs> on an hour and thirty minutes, so I know. So we're gonna wrap it up <laughs> next week. We it up. So our next podcast will actually review season two of Chesapeake Shores. Um, maybe start uh, season three while we're in it, see how far we get. We both finished um, season two, but we just, there's no way we would get into this one at one minute, 27 seconds, one hour, 27 minutes and six seconds. We're really, we're really pushing, <laughs> we're really yeah. pushing it. But um, we're really probably going to start keeping these two now, but there was just so much to go over um, tonight. So we thank you for joining us. We, oh, excuse me, we appreciate you listening. Let us know who you would have liked you know, you'd like to see in one. Give us some ideas for our uh, lists of 10 or, or top 10s. Our Instagram will definitely be up this weekend. Um, if you want to chit-chat with us on Twitter, I am at LizzieP224, and Amber is... At AmberTeasley1. So this has been episode four. We've been all over the place, but we hope you enjoyed it. Episode four of Home is where Hallmark is. I promise to get the the out of the logo this weekend. Um, but Home is where the Hallmark is, available on Cheshot.com, Cheshot Radio on the Cheshot.com. And remember, whatever you're doing, always use your head. Have a good night, everyone. Or good afternoon, good morning, wherever you listen. Goodbye, everybody. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.